Welcome to your headquarters for knowledge and helpful advice on a variety of topics, all from trusted experts in their fields. It's time for River City Podcasts. I'd like to welcome Tyler LeClaire to River City Podcast. Tyler is from Northern New York originally. He moved to Virginia in 2009 with the hope of coaching, teaching, and escaping cold, snowy winters. Tyler's ultimate goal was to impact as many lives as possible. He thought teaching and coaching were his best bets. Tyler has been an elementary school teacher and coach for 15 years. He took over as the owner of IYG in 2021 and has experienced unexpected but very exciting growth in the two years since. IYG is impacting more than 250 players' lives weekly in a positive way and trying to spread that impact throughout the area. They specialize in baseball and softball training and travel teams. Tyler is happily married to his wife, Rachel, and they just finished building their forever home in May 2023, just outside of Richmond. Tyler and Rachel love to travel and have been to many places together, including five countries. So, Tyler, let's start off with what type of organization IYG is. IYG is a travel baseball and softball organization, and we help out the youth in in lessons and clinics, and we have travel teams as well. So we travel kind of around Virginia, the Richmond area. Some of our older teams go a little bit further. Our overall goal is to introduce baseball or softball to, to players who have never played before or help the ones who have been playing elevate their game a little bit. We do that through lessons and clinics camps that we put on, all our practices. We have a 12,000-square-foot facility in, in Lakeside. We have a full weight room, a lot of cages, pitching mounds, all the training equipment you need to help yourself out in baseball or softball. Wow. Okay, so Richmond parents need to definitely pay attention. I wasn't familiar with you guys, and I'm sure a lot of people aren't, so I'm glad you're here and educating us a little bit about this. So it's a baseball and softball training facility. How many athletes are you guys seeing come in weekly? Inside the facility, we have around 175 players. That doesn't include the private lessons that come in, so we probably see well over 300 athletes a week. Wow. Yes. And is that a Monday through Friday, Monday through the weekend, just weekend? We're Monday through Sunday, all week, seven days a week. Okay, awesome. Uh, And you guys also have travel teams for softball and baseball. Tell us about that. We have 9U all the way up to 18U teams. They basically go by how old you are and which team you're placed on. The idea behind the travel teams is we have a spring schedule, we have a fall schedule, and then we practice everywhere in between. Our teams practice twice a week. We do fitness classes with our teams as well, speed and agility stuff, workouts, to try to prepare them for the tournament schedule coming up. We'll probably play five or six tournaments in the spring, five or six in the fall. Most of them are pretty local, especially at our younger ages. So 9U to 14U, we stay pretty close to Richmond. We may go up to D.C. or Virginia Beach or something for a special trip. Our older teams will go a little bit further. They have different goals. That's the showcase program. They have different goals, so we got to travel a little bit further for them. Tell us a little bit about showcase. The showcase teams are usually for high school players, uh, baseball and softball, of course. The idea at that age is the kids have kind of figured out whether or not 
baseball or softball is for them. They've done the rec ball and little league stuff. They've done the younger travel ball stuff. And now they're getting a little serious about it. They're playing for their high schools or their goals to make their high school team. And this is where we kind of increase our training a little bit. We work out a couple times a week. We practice a couple times a week. They have access to the weight room and the facility on their own. But we travel a little bit further. So our softball showcase teams have gone to North Carolina and New Jersey to play and our baseball teams have gone all over the place too, you know, down to Georgia and, and North Carolina. The idea is to get them in front of college coaches. So we play in showcase tournaments as opposed to your typical elimination tournaments where you get a couple games and then if you win the championship, you get a trophy. The showcase teams are, they're more for showing off your talents, right? Showing off your skills. If your goal is to play in college, we get you out there into the tournaments there's usually, I don't know, 50 or so college coaches in the area, and the goal is to get in front of them and get seen and, and hopefully get recruited over the next three or four years of your high school career. That is incredible. And it's also great to know for the younger kids that the travel isn't that far, because I think the word travel sends a shiver of fear through a lot of parents. Absolutely. It's <laughs> so. uh, yeah. It's, uh, it's scary. Uh, I think uh, travel ball has a little bit of a bad rap. My goal coming into this was to hopefully change that for the local players. There's a lot that goes into it. It's very expensive. There's a hotel stays and all of this. So I thought at our younger groups, we could just stay a little bit more local, kind of cut down on costs a little bit, enter some little cheaper tournaments maybe, and just get the players playing. My goal is to make sure that we're having fun in the sport. And that's what I did when I was young. I had fun. And that's why I continued to play it. I realized baseball was going to be my thing probably in high school, which is when some of these kids will will figure it out. But while they're young, just let them play. Let, them, let them stay close. Yeah. Can you play rec ball and travel ball at the same time? That's a great question. You can. We believe you can. We believe you can. There are other organizations that have different feelings about this, but we believe you can. You got to be really good at balancing your time. It's it's very busy. On top of rec ball and travel ball, a lot of these kids play other sports as well. So they'll play football or basketball, something like that. Being good at time management is really, really important. But yeah, so you, you can absolutely get some reps in rec ball and then come to travel ball and get some extra reps to kind of help your game out. How big are your rosters? Yeah, so we carry at our younger age groups, and by younger, I mean 9U up to 14U. Once we get to high school, those are our, our older age groups. So at our younger age groups, we carry 11 or 12 players. The idea behind that is to try to keep the rosters a little bit lighter so we can make sure all those players are playing. Playing time is really important at those ages, getting out there. We still want to be competitive. We still want to have the players compete for their positions. But at least with 11 and 12, we can get them all on the field in a weekend and um, get, them, get them some innings. The older age groups, we can carry up to 16, 15, 16 players. I mean, it all depends on their positions. If you're a pitcher, you might figure out that's the only thing you're going to do. You're going to focus on pitching. You're not going to hit. So we might carry a couple extra pitchers just so they can throw for the weekend. And then the rest would be position players. We try to keep 11, 12 position players on the older teams and then maybe a few extra pitchers because in baseball... You need a lot of them. With softball, if you have two or three good pitchers, they can get you through a pretty long weekend. Uh, so we try to keep those rosters down to 12 or 13. Okay, makes perfect sense. And I love the fact that with the younger ones, 
you do have smaller teams because I know a lot of kids end up kind of dropping out of it because they're just sort of standing there for a long time yeah. and yeah. they lose interest. So mm-hmm. that's brilliant, really. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your take on daddy ball. Okay. Oh, what a great question. A lot of kids grow up with their moms or dads, and I'll include moms in here, absolutely, with their moms and dads helping them, preparing them for teams, doing everything they can, putting the ball in the tee, whatever it is. Uh, I guess daddy ball, define it first, is is kind of the baseball and softball world of saying a, a dad coach. Dad is coaching their son's team. It's kind of a negative connotation that it's really hard to separate yourself from your son when you're coaching. You go one or two ways. You either coach your son too hard, you're too hard on them, or you're too easy on them. They play shortstop and they hit in the three or four hole. That's kind of the negative connotation. My take is that there are very qualified dad and mom coaches out there, coaches who played the game before. Some of that negative energy from those thoughts hurts the kids in a way because you're losing out on valuable information from somebody who's played the game just because they have a son or daughter on the team. We have a couple dads that coach. They volunteer. Most of our coaches are paid and they're not dads. But in my experience, we've had great dads and moms helping out. And there's been the other side of it as well. If you can find somebody with experience who can separate themselves a little bit, we have no issues with it. So Tyler, you guys offer private lessons. What does that entail? We have a lot of instructors in our building right now. We have 17 paid coaches. We have three other instructors that just do lessons all day long. That's what they do full time. So private lessons are one-on-one where your son or daughter comes in and works with one of our instructors in a specialized area. So whether you want to work on fielding, pitching, hitting, we have it all. If you want fitness, speed, and agility, we have instructors who are trained to work one-on-one. While clinics and camps are great for group sessions, there's a ton of social benefit to that and learning from other players. It's hard to replicate the one-on-one, even in a team practice. If you have one or two coaches per 12 kids, it's really hard for us to really sit down and work with that kid for 10 or 15 minutes. Whereas the private one-on-ones, we get 30 minutes, sometimes an hour with a kid to really break things down and really help them. And that could be something for a while to get somebody up to speed or maybe somebody who's really talented who needs that extra attention. Absolutely. Yeah, we have young kids come in all the time that maybe haven't played for a long time or they want to take that next step. They've been playing rec ball and they're loving baseball, but their parents can't help them anymore or whatever the reason is. And, And that's what private lessons are for. You do also have camps and clinics for the kids that that makes sense for. Tell us a little bit about those. Sure, we do. We run camps throughout the year. We do small clinics as well. The difference between a camp and a clinic is the camps are going to have a a lot more instructors and a lot more players in them, whereas the clinics are maybe two or three instructors for a smaller group. We try to keep our ratios of players to coaches low. So we have one coach for four players. So if we have 30 kids coming up in a camp in December, which we do, we make sure we have five or six instructors there to help out. And we pick a skill, or we can have a combined camp where we work on hitting, pitching, and fielding, or we can just do a hitting camp or a fielding camp. But again, it's a another thing where these kids can come in, work on their game, and practice a little bit more, meet some new players, meet some new coaches, get a different perspective. With five or six different coaches, sometimes you get five or six different perspectives, which 
can be good or bad, but we always encourage our kids to listen to all the coaches and we got to figure out what works for you. Every hitter is different. So what works for you might not work for me. So I think that's the benefit of the camp and getting multiple instructors. You know, the social aspect, you get to meet new kids. You get to meet kids your own age from the area that play the sport, hopefully form some kind of a bond. Odds are in the small world of baseball and softball, you'll meet up on the field somewhere, Yeah, you know, and remember them from the camp. So we do camps for our players, but we also invite outside players to come on in and kind of see what it's like. Very cool. And how often during the year do you offer those? Right now, we're probably running three or four camps uh, per year. We got one coming up in a couple of weeks. We try to do a few at least per year. And summer? Is there a summer? Yeah, absolutely. Summer's a big was- one. You know, the kids are <laughs> off and uh, yeah. parents like to drop them off for a few hours and learn some baseball and softball on the way and, you know, run some errands. Nice. <laughs> And you mentioned something earlier about fitness sessions. Can you speak a little bit more to that? I have a background in fitness. I have a health and PE degree. I have a kinesiology degree. I studied a lot of exercise science. We have instructors that are certified trainers in the facility, and they will work with our older kids. We start the kids in the weight room about 13, 14 years old. From a development standpoint, that's that's kind of where it's a good idea, I think, to start with lifting and with a trainer. All of our teams get included at least one, one or two days per week where they can come in and work out with our coaches. So we do team lifts. All of our teams have specific time slots. They come in for an hour and they work with a couple coaches in the weight room to try to elevate that other side of the game. Because if you want to play in college, especially if you're at the high school level, if you want to play in college, softball or baseball, you got to be in the weight room getting stronger and working on the, that other half of the game. That's phenomenal. It's all encompassing. You actually took over the facility in 2021. So first of all, congratulations. Thank you. And you have done some nice facility upgrades since you took over. Can you let us know a little bit about what that included? Joe Frostick started this business in 2009, and I, I came on as one of his coaches in 2010, and I've been there ever since. In 2016, they promoted promoted me to the director of baseball. I think they saw something in me. I was very passionate about the game, always wanted to coach the game. Long story short, I ended up taking over the baseball side of it. Unfortunately, Joe passed away last year, so I ended up taking over the softball side as well. Uh, Since then, we've added some pitching machines. We've changed out some of the turf. We've cleaned up the facility a little bit, reorganized things, got rid of some things we haven't used in a while, bought some new equipment, upgraded our technology tremendously. So it's just a different atmosphere now. You know, it was great then. It's kind of like the Rocky Balboa gym. Yeah. We're not fancy by any means. You know, we're not going to knock your socks off when you come in and look around, but we have everything you need. We have everything you need. We've got the technology that everybody's looking for now in baseball and softball to measure swing speeds and, and pitching velocities and video to take a look at what's actually going on with your body. We have all that stuff. It's just a different feel and a different atmosphere there, and we're thrilled about it. That is fantastic. What are the age ranges for getting involved, kind of youngest to oldest? It's a great question. We have a 9U team all the way up to 18 years old. We'll run some camps and clinics and include those younger kids as well. There are travel ball teams that are six, seven years old. I think that's a bit young to start paying all that kind of money and you haven't quite figured out 
if it's something you're serious about. My recommendation for travel ball is make sure your son or daughter is serious about baseball and softball before you, or any, any travel sport. I say investment, but it's tough to get back on that investment a lot of the time, right? unless your, your son or daughter goes to play college. It's extra competition. Travel ball tends to have more talented players, so it's going to push you a little bit more. But I think 10 years old, 11, somewhere in there, if you're serious about it by then, it's maybe time to start thinking about that next level. Yeah. My daughter played soccer when she was seven, and mm-hmm. she's definitely spent more time looking at butterflies yeah, right. That's, than paying any <laughs> attention to the ball or anything yes. else. You guys really emphasize teaching not only proper mechanics, but also the mindset necessary to succeed in a game like baseball. Tell us more about how you strive to develop the players physically, but also mentally and emotionally. The mental side of this game, in my opinion, is harder than the physical side. Some of the things that players deal with in all sports, when they're failing, they're not finding success in their sport, it really can take a toll. Being able to place an emphasis on helping those kids work through those situations is not just going to help them in the sport, but in life. And that's kind of our overall mission is if we can teach you baseball and softball, great. But if we can make you a better person, then that's that's really what we're here for. And that mental side of it's a huge part of it. We're trying to develop some mental coaching classes right now to help kids who struggle with striking out, how to deal with that, or pitchers who aren't throwing strikes, how to deal with that and come back and then start throwing strikes the next inning. We're coming up with some classes to do that. I'm working with a really amazing lady who's going to come in and teach some classes for some of our players as well. And then our coaches do a great job on the team level as well of discussing that with the players. And there are strategies involved in taking a deep breath and kind Counting backwards, talking to yourself a little bit, reassuring yourself a little bit. But we have to figure out what works for each individual player. Right. I love that you see the whole picture. What is the difference between Little League or Rec Ball and Travel Ball? It's a great question. Great question. There's value to all of it. I played Little League. We call it Little League. Rec Ball is kind of similar. Rec Ball, Little League, you play majority of the time for your local organization. So if you live in the area, you play for that local organization. And it's it's great. It is fantastic. It, it gives you a lot of opportunity to play the game. What you'll find is the difference, the main difference is the probably the level of talent as a whole. A lot of those rec ball coaches are volunteer. It's fantastic to see that they are willing to take their time to go help those kids. Some of them have never really played at the college or pro level. They're just out there doing their best. At the travel ball level, mostly you'll find players who have played the game for a long time. They've studied the game. We're going to clinics for professional development. You know, we're headed to Dallas in a couple of weeks to learn as much as we can about baseball and softball. The level of coaching is a little bit different sometimes, not always, because there are fantastic educated coaches in rec ball. Absolutely. The level of talent seems to be a little bit different as a whole. You'll find very talented players players in rec ball. The all-star teams that they put together are usually all travel ball players. And that's usually what I'll tell people. If you're making your all-star teams and you feel like your son is really competing in rec ball and they've reached that point where this is kind of kind of easy, it's fun for them, they're not really getting a ton out of it, that's when you kind of start experimenting with travel ball cuz now all these travel ball teams are picking up the best players they can possibly get. There's a tryout process, a couple hundred kids come in and try out. And the tough thing for us is telling one of those players who's not quite ready for travel ball yet 
that exact thing, right? Yeah. I don't think you're quite ready. Inside, we justify it by, do you, you want to spend all this money right now or do you want to get some really good quality reps in rec ball, get your confidence up a little bit and then come back? So that's kind of a hard battle that we fight, but I think travel ball is the next step for a lot of these kids outside of rec ball. But I, I value rec ball tremendously. For parents that are listening, if they're not really sure what kind of makes the most sense for their kids, but they're intrigued, they're interested, what's the best process for getting in touch with you and getting more information? My email is always open. My phone number, our websites, iygbaseball.com and iygsoftball.com. And the best thing I think would be to just ask questions. You have to do your research when you are experimenting with travel. Because as soon as you put travel ball in, in Richmond, all these facilities and teams come up. Anybody can start a team. The research and the questions are really, really important. You have to ask the right questions. What are you going to get out of the experience? How much is it going to cost you in the long run? Is it worth the value? What I'm paying, am I getting back out what I'm paying for? Just reach out to me. I'd love to chat about any questions you have and how we can help your son or daughter. Awesome. Thanks, Tyler. And I'll have all the information to go directly to the website to learn more in the body of this podcast. And thanks for coming in, sharing more information and being on River City Podcast. I appreciate it, Jess. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to River City Podcast. If you're interested in setting up a podcast for your business, go to rivercityconsulting.com.